say something for you guys? Thank you so much. I felt so happy to see everybody dancing to my song and having a good time. It's a good song. It's a great song. It's a great song. You guys are hard, tough bitches. And if you approve it, I feel like this song's going to be a hit. <laughs> well, we weren't judging your musical talents. Yeah, I think the other things we have difficulty with you are in other things. Did anybody care that my foot almost got broken in a thousand pieces? Almost, it didn't happen. That was a Why are you always a victim, Adriana? Like, why do you have to oh. play the victim thing? Don't do that. I'm not a victim. I, I can't even go enjoy myself. But it was an I accident. It could have happened to any of us. I know, but accidents, you know, have consequences. As you know, we Frankie. Don't bring up Frankie. But do not bring up Frankie. Accidents. Oh my, oh my god. Oh no, you. Who would compare her little nothing to Frankie's accident? The level of craziness in this is, is insane. I could have lost my foot. She's dead. You are dead in the water, my friend. Hello and welcome to Bravo, Bravo, effing Bravo. Hi, Mariana. Hey, darling. How are ya? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right, man. You know, I'm doing. You're doing. You're doing the thing. I'm doing the things. I'm not <laughs> doing as much as Adriana was this episode. Oh, my fucking God. As soon as you said she's annoying, all I can see is just annoyance. And, like, I'm, I'm so annoyed by her. I've done a little soul searching and yes, she definitely reminds me of a family member that I used to live with. That'll do it. And I just can't. I'm just the narcissism is oh. it's on a twelve, man. It's on a twelve. She cannot see it. She does not want to see it. She will likely never see it. She is the victim of all victims. Mm-hmm. She's just like, you got to laugh. I was going to say, like, usually, like, a delusional narcissist is a good thing on these shows, <laughs> but not always. She's just not doing it for me, and I think it's because it just hits too close to home. Mm-hmm. See, I keep telling people Housewives is so therapeutic. I learn so much. Well, I mean, you might learn the wrong lessons when you watch Jersey. <laughs> wow. Because, yeah. I mean, when Louis acting as your therapist, you're in trouble. That is a very good way to phrase it. That is Louis. He is as fake as the brujeria <laughs> on Miami. That just was a fucking gift store. Except I am not buying anything that Louis is selling. See, I am, but I can also see that he's being really divisive. And he's <laughs> he's completely like riling Teresa and the girls up. Don't they say that an abuser will try to separate you from your family? That's <laughs> what he's doing. That's what he's doing. Textbook. I love him. <laughs> you love him. So a lot has been happening in Bravo this week. Oh, really? Jen Shark. Clink, clink, motherfucker. Did she go in? Bitch, she went in on the 17th. <gasps> wow. And the world's been brighter ever Six since. Six days ago, Jen Shark. Went to camp. She literally went to camp. She went to the federal prison camp, is what it's called, in Texas. Oh. So she went to the place she wanted. I oh. mean, I just want to see her mop her cell floor. <laughs> Bitch doesn't even get her own cell. She has a roommate. Oh, they're not going to get along. A cellmate. 
can you imagine what she would look like? Because she would have had to pull out her extensions. She would have had to remove her nails. Do you think she went in and said, do I get the best sell? I think. She said, I deserve the best sell. I think it would have been the first day in her life that Beach would have been quiet. Great. I saw she got a, a fresh tat before going in. She got a couple of fresh tattoos. The biggest one, I think is either a family name or it references something Hawaiian. Oh, okay. I can't recall what the reference was. Then she got her kids' names and her husband's name. Notice it didn't say coach on it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see Andy say on Watch What Happens Live that he thinks that she gave Heather the black eye? I did say that, yeah. Yeah. What is with you and Andy? No, I like, well, when I see him at World Pride, because yes. I will be doing the stalky stalk. Yes. He's in Sydney at the moment, everybody, and your boy's going hunting. Yeah, why isn't um, he on our podcast? Hello. I know. Go on the fucking morning shows, which suck. <laughs> Has he been on the morning shows? Yeah, he's done the rounds. It was on his, because I mm. do follow Andy on Insta, and it was on his stories. He was doing the rounds. I mean, Carl and Jackie O, fine. Yeah. I don't listen to them, but apparently they're huge. But. The morning shows? Like, yeah. who the fuck Who the fuck watches the morning shows? Like, the breakfast shows? Ew. But my, my reaction, I think, was more to do with Heather and the Black Eye. Oh, okay. Like, I'm so done with that. Fair enough. Yeah, and I'm done with that. the fact that she's still changing her story and she's still saying she hit her head on a cab or whatever, bitch, we're done. We don't care. Yeah, we, we don't care. We want season one Heather back or none at all. Yeah. Yeah. And now that Jen's in jail, just say... She popped you, even if it's not the truth. <laughs> you just want the tea to be what you want it to be. Exactly. No, it's because we all think that Jen had something to do with it. That's what we think. Sozzle. And even if Jen had nothing to do with it, mm. Heather really did her a disservice by looping her in on the conspiracy. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Heather fucked up. So I know you're over the Salt Lake City, but did you also see that Meredith and Brooks Marks were out at the clubs with Sam Smith? Oh, what a bizarre trio. It wasn't really the club. It was like some karaoke bar. Oh, spare me. She took a tumble and fell into a table full of drinks and then she face planted. Oh, well, that's hilarious. This is what the page six is telling us. So, I mean, <laughs> again, whether it's true or not, that's the version we love to hear. Yeah. I mean, she says that or her camp says it was way less dramatic, that the floor was wet, so obviously not her fault. Oh, right. That she slipped and landed on her butt. I mean, bullshit. You're face-planted, bitch. That's what we all think. Mm -hmm. And in the same vein, so Luann's doing a cabaret show, bloody blah yeah. and um, <laughs> Dorinda was there. Oh, yeah. And the story goes that Dorinda made two staff members cry and got kicked out and he's, has a life ban at the venue. Yeah, I'd believe it. Two separate sources reported as much to page six and um, she says, no, no, I had a cold, which is why I left early because I didn't want to make people sick. Bullshit. Did you see also someone threw up on Luann? I know, I was saving the best for last. <laughs> so, yeah, so apparently some bitch was laughing so hard that she projectile vomited all over Luann's costume and hair. Let's just say she threw up on the bitch's fucking face. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. I feel like it was her back of her head, though, wasn't it? How would it have been the back of Luann's head if this is an audience member who's facing Luann? Well, no, I think she was doing crowd work because I saw a quick video. Right. She was doing crowd work in 54 Below, which is like those booth seatings and like it's uh, gotcha, an immersive gotcha. experience. So I think she was directing towards one side of the room and then someone behind her went, Bleh, and she was like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. 
but she's obsessed with cabaret. That's the breaks. I'm sure she'll laugh it off and say that's showbiz baby. Yeah. Hopefully that'll definitely um, convince her to stay the course of sober life. I would do that for anyone, including that bitch who threw up on her hero, Luanne. Oh, my God, it's so funny. Okay, so we got to talk about the video that's going around. The Joe Gorgs, yes, yes. So for those who haven't seen it, Joe Gorga is on Vacanza in the Bahamas and he has a shot and puts it in between his breastage and a lady who is in a bikini takes the shot out of his tartars. What do you think? I think it's interesting you said lady. <laughs> I don't think she no lady. <laughs> she no lady. Look. It's fucked. You think it's fucked? I mean, it'd be fine if I did it. It'd be fine if my boyfriend did it. It'd be fine if you did it. But the standards Joe Gorga sets, mm. it's hypocritical to be acting like this out in them, them streets when it'd be an issue if Melissa did it. We all know he has different standards for her than he does for him, so I don't like it. I never thought of it like that. When I saw it, I was like, okay, first of all, Melissa and Joe are on holiday together in the Bahamas. So mm-hmm. my thought was Melissa's probably there in the background. She's probably the one holding the fucking phone camera. Well, isn't she always and, and writing comments for him as we see? I just don't think it's a big deal, but maybe because I was like, so like that can happen and it not necessarily be sexualized, but I never thought of it in terms of Joe has impossible standards for Melissa and not for himself. So I didn't think of it like that. And that's fair enough. We should be judging Joe based on his standards, I guess. But I was just like, I don't know, I thought people were making a bigger deal of it than it was. But you're right, Joe would have made a massive deal of that if Melissa did that. And so would the Potomac girls. <laughs> like if, if, yes. if Eddie did that, can you imagine the Oh, furor? my God. Again, they all have different standards for everyone as opposed to themselves. We know that with Robin. We know that. And lastly, while they were in the Bahamas, Joe ran into Joe Judice mm. and they took a selfie together. And Gia Judice had a lot to say about it. Fair enough. She called it opportunist. She did say it was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to see my dad. It's like, calm down, bitch. And yeah. he used it for Insta-likes, basically. And I kind of agree with Joe where his comment back to Gia was like, look, we've got a lot of history that has nothing to do with you. Stay out of it. Yes, but was that Joe's comment or was that Melissa's? Because did you see how Melissa had commented... Mm. deleted it, and then Joe posted the exact same wording. Oh, I didn't know that. So I don't know if Melissa's running an account on Joe's account on her phone, if she was on the phone. I don't know, but Melissa's like... I think they were standing together. It's weird. I don't know. I feel for Joe and Melissa when it comes to all the Teresa stuff. I really do. I don't. I know you don't. I know you hate the Gorgons or whatever you call them. but De- Demogorgas. See, I have not seen this show. What show is it? Stranger Things. I'm out of the loops on that one, people. <laughs> With the Gia point, yeah. like Gia has had a lot of turmoil in regards to her father. And yes. like the most vocal critic was Joe Gorga. And like fair enough because Gia's dad is a piece of shit. Yeah. But also it's her dad. And, you know, Italian families. Family is very important family, as I'm family, hearing. Family, family, <laughs> um, So... I don't know, it's, it's hypocritical 
of him. I agree, but I've also been in that position where you don't get along with someone but you have history and then if you haven't seen them for ages, your natural instinct is to remember that history and not go straight into fight club mode. So I understand that it looks hypocritical and would I have posted the photo? No, but I don't live my life on social. Yeah, and I think it would have been different if everything else wasn't going on at the same time with Teresa. (laughs) I think do the meetup take the photo, whatever, send it to Gia, whatever, I don't know. But I think posting it on social probably wasn't the wisest move, but I think Gia would have had something to say about it regardless of whether it was a post or not. Mm. And she's using the post as an excuse to fling her hurt at him. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yep. she would have gone, why did they stop and say hello? Why did they act like everything was happy families when it's not? There's hurt there. Everyone is hurt. Mm-hmm. They're prioritising their hurt. Yeah. God, I really do sound like a fucking therapist. I'm as bad as Louis. <laughs> and that's kind of all the um, the Bravo shit I've got. Did I miss anything? Um, I did see very quickly this morning that Robin and Sharice are on the bubble, potentially not getting cast. But I feel like that's just a rumour or a want that's been floating around for a while. Wow. So Robin and keep- Sharice may not be coming back. We'll keep an eye on that one. You know they'll blame Karen. <laughs> Robin's got no one to blame but herself. Agreed, because just like Karen said, a reunion, Robin's boring. (laughs) She is fucking boring. I mean, look, she did bring it this season a bit, and I'm happy with that, but the way that she ended the season about the wine affair, sorry, you're not in my good books, Robin. Sozzle, you're going back to my shit list. So what do you want to start with? I think Jersey. Let's start with Jersey. It's freshest. So Jersey is called Boys Will Be Boys. I hate that because I think that's the most ridiculous phrase. Well, it's it's apt because none of them are acting like men. That's true, but I just find it triggering. Boys will be boys. I don't know. Yeah. We're still at the mozzarella party, mate. I mean, I'm over. Look. <laughs> For two seconds. I'm over the cheese, okay? Kessel, go home. So Melissa and Teresa are fighting about the engagement party slash wedding from the last episode. You know, the whole Melissa's screaming, stop putting it all on me. I've done nothing wrong. Stop saying family, family, family. And then Teresa plays the you weren't rooting for us card as in her and Louis because as far as Teresa is concerned, everything is about her wedding. Mm. I told you, man, I'm not into weddings. And this episode we're going to learn why. So it's weird, but because they sort of make up and Teresa is all like, if you would love to be a bridesmaid, I'd love it. I'm being for real. First of all, Nathan, who would love to be a bridesmaid? Answer me that. No one. If you would love to be a bridesmaid. See, people think this is an honour, but basically someone's saying, would you like to work at my wedding and have to buy me a present? Yeah. I see what Teresa's saying being like, she doesn't want a bridesmaid that doesn't want to be there. Agreed. So it's like, I can see why she didn't ask Melissa to be a bridesmaid. And then she does. And Melissa says, no. It's just like, what? You just made a whole big deal out of this. Now you're saying no. Then we hear Teresa saying, I'm so happy right now. Is she happy because it didn't escalate into a big fight or is she happy because Melissa said no? Oh, because she said no. (laughs) No shit. I do like the way that Melissa got out of it by saying something like, it's like when an ex-boyfriend asks you back, no thank you. So I like the way she got out of it because I would have found it really hard to say no and Mm. I'm glad she was honest and said no. Like this is not a fun thing now. You're asking me because you feel like you have to, you're doing me a favour. No. I appreciate that. Good for her. I just feel like she set that narrative. 
by yeah. complaining about it so much. She should have known Joe and not said anything. She should have not reacted and made that a thing and not made it a, what's it word, like ammo, because yeah. she knew it would have riled her brother up. She should have turned around and said, Joe, I'm not bothered. This way we get to sit back and just enjoy it and we can be together. No stress. All good. Totally. But she let off a grenade and has to follow through now. We all do that from time to time when we're like, oh, fuck, why did I make a deal of that? But, mm. again, I feel like I'm standing up for Melissa, so I'll stop. Do you have anything else you want to talk about with that scene? No. We go to Dolores's and Paul is there. Paulie and Frank definitely pick on each other a bit. Paulie calls Frank Mr. Potato Head <laughs> because Frank called Paulie Buzz Lightyear at last year's reunion. Now... Correct me if I'm wrong, but Paul is not the thinnest guy we've ever seen. So where does he no. get off calling Frank Mr. Potato Head? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like they're razzing on each other, but they're not joking. Oh, no, 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 no. They're not joking. So Frank rocks up because he's got to do his calendar shoot that he missed. Why is he having to do it at Dolores's? I suppose because it's on the show. And they're dressing him up as the Easter Bunny? <laughs> That's just mean. But, yes, I would buy it. So, And, no, it's still not available. I think they sold out, so I'm depressed about that. But Frank invites Paulie to guys night and then somehow it turns to them talking about their dynamic and Paulie saying to Frank, I thought you would have pulled me aside to have a chat. What for? I know. This really rubbed me the wrong way, this Paulie character, with how he's talking about sort of about Dolores like she's not in the room. Yes. And that the two boys need to sort out what they're going to do about Dolores. It was icky. It was very icky. And I don't think it's about navigating the family dynamic. I think with Paulie, this is their family dynamic. You figure out how you're going to fit in with that family dynamic and then Frank will feel respected and safe and... Mm. Be welcoming. Like, you don't just go in like a bull in a china shop. You you take a step back. Yeah, and totally. And you, you have grace for each other. I mean, I think you're right. They are acting like fucking children. <laughs> and this whole don't ask a woman's to do a man's job, I mean. I hated that. I don't like Paulie. Fuck off Paulie is what I say. I don't like Paulie either. Yep. And the other thing that kind of made me concerned was Frank's pecs in that photo shoot. Oh, man. I think he needs a bra. I was thinking, are they implants? There was like pull on the stretch of his pecs. I don't know how to put it, but it was stretched. Sagging? Sagging. It was stretched and it was sagging. But you're right. It wasn't It wasn't down. It was across. It was horizontal. So <laughs> potentially there are pectoral implants. Yeah. It was no bueno. I honestly <laughs> was like, guy, like it looked painful. I'm like, dude needs a bra. Happy Easter. Happy motherfucking Easter, people. Smuggling the eggs. Smuggling the eggs. I hope they're chocolate. <laughs> They'll melt. And that's pretty much it for that scene. So these, yep. this scene is a teeny tiny taster of Frank and Dolores' dynamic and that we have problems because of Paulie, right? Yep. Next scene, it was very short, but Margaret, Melissa and Jackie have lunch. And I think this whole scene is to set up the fact that Jackie and Danielle – and not going to be friends. Well, yeah. And I think Evan's wife is just angling for a storyline. <laughs> Evan's wife. And that wife. is how I will refer to her. Evan's wife. I love that. Oh, my God. That makes me so happy. Oh, thank you for that, Nathan. That now makes me happy to talk about Evan's wife. Yeah. Yeah. She admits that she was 
looking Danielle up and down. She doubles down on it, doesn't she? Yeah, she basically says that her outfit was a train wreck. I mean, it wasn't the best outfit, but it was fine. It's her house. Evan's wife, you don't dress any differently. That's the thing. I was like, of all people, Evan's wife's the one saying that. Yeah, you're not going to be in vogue anytime soon. And, well, remember when she used to not care about that sort of thing? Yeah. She used to act so unbothered, like, oh, here's my Amazon boxes on the lawn, you know, but now all of a sudden she cares what the new girl looks like. I know. Go back to the Amazon boxes on the driveway. Yeah. We want that Evan's wife. (laughs) Now we have a quick little scene with this chick, Rachel. Why are we going back to all these housewife scenes with them and their kids? It was so infuriating. Do you care about this fucking cake-smashing party that no one was at? I don't care about the cake-smash. I don't care about the artist show-and-tell. It turned into a photo Ugh. shoot. I'm out. And wasn't she like, oh, this kid's really cute? And I'm like, the kid doesn't look that cute. Yeah, I'm sorry, bitch. Like, I'm like, now I'm judging the cuteness of the kid. I don't want to be that person. It was person. a plain kid. Was- I'll be that person. I'm sorry, if you're going to trot your kid around as being a little baby model, they better be fierce and be slaying the runway hunty. But that kid was plain Jane. I mean, you saw her husband who professes to have been a model back in the day. I'm like, with whose face, bitch? <laughs> What's this about? I mean, oh he, he has the strongest facial hair. That that looks like it's been dotted on with a texter. It's not like when you do makeup on men, if they have gaps in their beard, you fill it in with eyeshadow for a shoot, right? Because any gappage in the beard looks really obvious in a photo shoot. It takes your eye away from from the image. So you do, you fill it in with eyeshadow. Really easy, mm-hmm. simple trick. But it feels like the whole thing is eyeshadow and texter. His beard is full. Oh, it's not pretty. Get rid of it, dude. I mean, it is covering Mm -hmm. that face, which may be helpful. (laughs) (laughs) He is not a handsome man. I hope Mm -hmm. he is rich. I hope that it's not fake money. (laughs) And that Mm -hmm. poor kid, her name is Gianella. That's almost as bad as Melania. It's a mouthful. Oh, my God. Do you think Gianella, like Gia, is short for Gianella? Do you think that Gia, that's her name? Oh, I'd be fucking perhaps. calling myself Gia too if my name was Gianella. God, how wogged out. Ew. Oh. I, my name's fucking woggy enough. Yes, I'm saying <laughs> wog. I'm back on back to saying it today. I don't have I don't have the most attractive name either. So I I know a shit name when I see one. It's it's pretty it's pretty basic bitch wog name. Oh, I like it. Really? Hmm. So that's it for that scene, right? Yes. Then we get to Teresa's house and she's fucking blowing my mind. She's journaling and writing affirmations. Yeah. Louis must have one massive dick if this is what she's doing. Because she's doing it for him, right? Maybe it started out that way, but she might actually be doing it for herself now. As divisive as Louis is, I feel like he's good for her. Did you just say that? Yeah. She's writing affirmations for herself. Yeah. You have a lot of faith in Teresa. I think she's become a better person. Because of Louis. Well, I don't know if it's exactly because of him, but, like, when you look at Teresa now and Teresa 10 years ago, like, do you not see differences? Your bitch went to jail. (laughs) I really don't. She still has the same relationship with her brother and her sister-in-law. She still fights with everyone and makes sure that she has a couple of friends and those friends change from minute to minute. 
No, I don't see any difference other than the fact that she lasered her hairline. <laughs> That's the difference I, just, I see in Teresa, her lasered hairline. She has a forehead now. No, she's got a three head. She used to have a one and a half head. Yeah, okay. I said it. You said it. Sorry, I'm paying out her body, aren't I? I shouldn't be doing that. I know, who am I to talk? I just talked myself into a corner. <laughs> I was just going to let that happen. Yeah. All right. So, okay. She tells Louis and Gia about her convo with Melissa at the cheese party. And we all know that Melissa feels like she was vindicated about a lie that Teresa said she said. I can't even remember what that lie was. Do you remember? What was the lie that Melissa apparently said? To do with the family table at the engagement oh, party. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> and... Gia goes in on Melissa and calls Melissa a liar. Mm-hmm. Gia hates them. Hates them. Yeah. And she's not sleeping with Louis, so it can't just be a Louis sleeping with people thing. Well, I mean, as far as she's concerned, they shit on her dad, and I think she's very protective of her dad. I mean, she basically wants to be a lawyer because of her dad. Yeah. So, yeah. And we find out that Melissa and Joe were on Melissa's podcast where they basically said that while Teresa was in jail, Joe wasn't working and they were financially supporting that family. Mm. And Gia gets her confessional and says that the only time she saw them was when they were filming the spin-off Teresa Checks In. Checks In, yeah. How many years ago was that? Seven years ago? It's interesting because... We can't corroborate that. So (laughs) all we can really go off of is their individual words. And I mean, why would, I don't know. Do you think Gia is lying for her mother? No, no, I don't. I think Gia is hurt. I think that Gia probably really did need her uncle with what she's been going through and what she went through as a child and a teenager. And she's like, you guys weren't fucking there for me and I needed Mm -hmm. you. And now you're going on an international platform saying how much you were there for me. If that is the case, I also would be pissed just like Gia. Oh, 100%. And the fact that Gabby's saying it as well, like, just backs it up. Because she's not one for the camera. No. Gabby, I don't know if this is rude and I'm going to have to cut it out, but when Gabby opens her (laughs) mouth, I'm like, how did you grow up with that family? Yeah, you've said that before. Have I? Oh, so I'm allowed to keep that in? Yeah. She is just, I don't know, she's she's a little classy broad. I'm really impressed well, with her. You could see, like, with the hives, like, she was breaking out. Like, she's not comfortable on camera. So no. I don't think she's going to go out there and try and spin a story for no reason. Yeah. It would be one thing if they were regurgitating what their mother said. But I feel Mm. like they have their own experience with their family and I don't think that should be discounted. Even though Louis is there stirring the pot. Louis is definitely stirring the pot, absolutely. (laughs) But I would take the kid's word for it over Teresa and Louis. Same. But I do appreciate Louis' camp factor when they're talking about it and he's just staring at the window. (laughs) Why? I didn't notice that. The scene ends yeah. with Louis just like agreeing, going, mm, mm, lo- like lots to think about staring at the window. And you know that nothing's going on in his head. It's like that Homer <laughs> Simpson around the tree. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, man, I love that. Oh, my God. Oh. Anywho, that's pretty much that scene, right? Yeah. Okay. Then this is a really odd one. Danielle goes buying with Melissa for Envy. I don't understand this scene. So... Danielle has, is it a store? It's called Bougie Kids. And what I don't get is if she already has a store, 
whether that's an online store or a brick and mortar store, how does she not know the process of pulling stock for your store? She seemed like she had no idea what Melissa was doing and going, (laughs) oh, wow, this is cool. You just put things on racks. And I'm like, (laughs) don't you have a store? What is going on here? I don't understand. Well, she's clearly not working. I was going to say, am I missing something? Is this Bougie Kids, is that just an Instagram page and she does it with her own clothes? Oh, maybe. I haven't paid much attention to her. I'm tray confused by that. I was really hoping for some clarity because it really bugged me that I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Yeah. Look, the point of this scene is for Danielle and Melissa to talk about Melissa and Teresa because Danielle is going through a similar thing with her brother and I truly believe that from what I've gleaned from Danielle, so from Danielle's mouth, I'm pretty sure it's all Danielle's fault. Well, she blocked the brother, right, on Instagram? She did. I mean, he was being mean to her about her reels. He wasn't being mean to her. He was making fun of her like a sibling would going, you look like a fucking idiot. What are you doing? And yes, she did look like a fucking idiot. But if she wants to do it, go ahead. Well, it was lockdown. We all looked like fucking idiots. (laughs) Yeah, we did. But we didn't do it on the Instagram. So this chick's obviously thirsty, right? I get it. That's fine. And potentially her brother hurt her feelings. So instead of blocking him, why don't you go, that fucking hurt my feelings. Stop it. Well, I just don't get why it's that big of a deal. Like, so you blocked him on Instagram. Like, why are you cutting out full relationships? I mean, look, if I blocked my sibling on Instagram, I mean, I am blocked by my siblings on Instagram. But it's like, if you're friendly with your siblings and you're like, no, man, you're a jerk, so I fucking blocked you. Yeah. I think there's more to the story. There has to be because it's such a weak, like, oh, I'm not friends with you anymore because of Instagram. And when she tells the story again about another wedding that caused a break in a family, I'm telling you, weddings are bullshit. (laughs) From what she said, it sounds like she overstepped with her future sister-in-law during the wedding planning phase. She got told to fuck off. Then she sent her brother a text message bitching about his fiance. And he chose his fiance over his sister and told her, don't bitch about my soon-to-be wife. I don't think there's anything wrong with what her brother did. No. And it sounds like Danielle and her mother were constantly bitching and goading her brother. And he's like, you know what? I don't need this shit in my life. Fuck off. Yeah. I don't blame him for cutting them off. She sounds like hard work. Yeah, there's that moment in time where you realise, like, everyone that you've ever been friends with now hates you and you've got to think, like, what's the common factor here? Correct. I don't know if she's thinking that far ahead yet. No, she thinks she's done. She's like Teresa. I can see this one being Teresa's best friend by the end of the season. Yeah. Nothing she does is wrong. Everything she says is, like, I'm just trying to be helpful. But as soon as someone says it back to her, they're dead to her. Or mm-hmm. you're a totes cunt or whatever. So I'm um, this Danielle, she's I'm with Danielle's brother. She's not my people, man. She's mm-hmm. just not. But are you because you're on Teresa's side, are you on Danielle's side or the brother's side? Oh well look, I, I'm on the brother's side for this one. Just because she's not giving you as much as Teresa has given you over the years? <laughs> I don't see how one's aligned with the other. Okay. So I, I when you take the example of like them being shitty to him about his wife, mm. like isn't that what they were doing a Louis. That is a fair point. I didn't think of it. So maybe Danielle and Teresa are more aligned than yeah. we think. Okay, so now we're at Jen's house. 
thank God, because we get to see Olivia. Oh, star. This kid is just, she's the light of my New Jersey life, <laughs> honestly. She's in this episode more than Marge. <laughs> she really is. And they're giving her shit because she's in her PJs all day. Big fucking whoop. She thinks she looks good <laughs> in the PJs and the camera's there. I would too. <laughs> she's a kid. Who doesn't feel like a 10 out of 10 in their PJs? <laughs> yeah. I do. And then Jen says she's to her kids that they have to learn to do chores properly and she's going to pay them. And she's going to pay them $14 an hour. What the fuck? <laughs> They're children. $14 an hour? To Jen, that's 10 cents. Yeah, Jen's really got to slow down with, with the cashola, honestly. Well, I think she's going to give the kids money anyway, so may as well get them to do something. Do you think maybe this was like a fake little skit that her and the kids did because yes. she's like, okay, dad doesn't know I give you all 100 bucks a week, so this we're going to do this thing and then that's how it's justified? Yes. I agree, her and the kids are in cahoots and I love I kind of love that. She wants to sit down with Bill and talk about whether she is or is not self-reflective. <laughs> We're just going to pause for a minute and let uh -huh. that sink in. Do you think that it was a good idea for Jen to ask Bill whether he thought, as she did, that she's the most self-reflective person that she knows? No. Now, I appreciate Bill getting into gear to give a fluff answer because what are you going to do? <laughs> it's a yes or no. <laughs> but apparently Jen's like, it's a yes or no question, Bill. <laughs> she knows full well that Bill is, does not agree with that statement and yet she poses that question to him on camera assuming she's going to get a different response. Fantastic. Now, does she, she just wants him to agree with her. Do you agree with Jen that him just agreeing with her is him having her back. Well, I mean, you should be able to disagree with your partner about stupid shit like that. But I also see it as Jen being like, you've put me through a lot of drama. And so I'm going to give you some right back. Yeah. So yeah. you don't think it's her wanting him to just be on her side. You think it's her actually giving him shit. Maybe subconsciously. Yeah. Yeah. So you think she's punishing him? I think she'll be punishing him for a long time. I think she will too. She's definitely pissed about something else. It's not about this self-reflective comment and, and the fact that he's trying to be the peacemaker because he doesn't outright say no and laugh in her face like the rest of us would, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. So we have another little scene at Danielle's with her family where they- Skip it. One thing I want to say, as much as yep. I hate this fucking art show, this tiny little human being pronounced Kandinsky correctly. I just want that to sink in. Okay. I don't think at the age of four I knew who the fuck Kandinsky was. <laughs> Jenny Nguyen had a smart kid. It didn't help her. That's true. But I definitely knew how to vacuum the house and properly, and I didn't get no $14 for it. So <laughs> Life skills. Yeah, maybe that's why I'm in therapy. Anyway, we go to Melissa and Joe's Shaw house. Her family's there. We find out – I'm just I'm just skipping to the good parts because we find out they're not invited to the wedding. Joe is definitely pissed off about this. He brings up his parents because that's his trump card. You know, my parents and Melissa's parents got along really well. I'm not saying they didn't, but did they get along really well because they were close or because they saw them once a year? So how can you not get along with someone you see once a year? 
Yeah. Do you think it matters that the in-laws of in-laws or whatever aren't invited? To Wogs, yes. This is why there's a two. This is why two hundred people come to their weddings because the parents' friends are invited. the The in laws of all of the siblings are invited. The sisters and brothers of all the siblings are invited. This is why our weddings get to two to five hundred because (laughs) it is considered disrespectful not to invite your family's family. Even when you're not getting along. Even when you're not getting along. And when you're not getting along, that gift better be fucking good or there's going to be a brawl at the wedding. <laughs> Chances you know are what, I, there's going to be a brawl at the wedding. Oh, that'd be great. But, but they don't, they don't show up. I told you, man, I don't talk to my family. Like I'm not I'm not up for all that, that kind of – not that my family is either, but I'm not up to all that walked out stuff like that. Like I'm in it for the food. Yeah. I like the, the food of my people – I like the music of my people. All that small-minded village shit can go to hell. I'm not up for that. I've never have been. So I think should they have to invite them? No, it's your fucking wedding. Invite who you want. Mm. But I get why they think it's a big deal. Well, and also they like Joe keeps being like it's a slap in the face. It's a slap in the face, and it's like yeah, that's that that is a slap in the face. Like they are intentionally doing that. You don't need to make the point known that it's a slap in the face. Like. Yeah, it's on purpose. One thing I will say that I am inclined to agree with Teresa is I think that Joe and Melissa are trying to push the narrative that they're really close and they're not. They're not. At the same time, Teresa is always saying, but you're my family, you're my family, you're my family. So it's like Melissa and Joe, well, not Melissa and Joe, Joe wants to be close to Teresa and Teresa's like, well, then act like it. No, Joe wants to be close to Teresa under his terms. He wants... It how he thinks it should be. Correct. And it's never going to happen. And that's an unfair expectation. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. And if they really want to be close, the two of them should go to therapy. But I don't think they're going to like what they hear. Oh, they should both be off the show if they really care that much about their relationship, but they don't. I don't think that would make a difference to their relationship. You don't reckon? No, I really don't. I think that if Melissa and Joe weren't on the show, Teresa wouldn't you know, wouldn't be able to see them as much because she'd be filming all the time. Oh, no, I meant Teresa should be off the show too if she really cares. They should both be off the show. They both have an expectation of, like you just said, of what they want and unless that's met 100%, no one's willing to yield. If you're not willing to put in the work, then stop saying this is what I want. Yeah. Well, and I think Teresa at least is like, well, she's over it. She, well, not over it, over it, but she's willing to cut ties and just move on with her life as it is now with Louie and the girls. Like, Yeah, but as soon as the shit hits the fan, Teresa does run to Joe. Yeah, which will happen eventually. Of course it will. <laughs> and then we get to the main event of this of the episode, which is Guys Night. And Loved it. This is what I love about Jersey. Mm-hmm. It is the only housewife show where I look forward to Guys Night. Me too. And it didn't disappoint. Mm-mm. It's the best scene of the whole episode. Yeah. When Joe fucking Benino walks in <laughs> and Frank talks about his pension card and yeah. he says, Marge changed my shirt three times. I'm like, this is gold. It is this gold. This is gold. And then Evan walks in. Yes. And the only problem I have here is that Evan was wearing an actual shirt. It was disappointing. Evan, undo some of the buttons or something. Give the girl <laughs> some. See, I'd la- I'd rather watch Joe Gorga do a body shot off of Evan than that girl oh. in the Bahamas. Oh, dude, it's too early in the morning. Stop Oof. it. Ooh. 
Oof, I need I need on. I need a fan or a face roller. I'm blushing. <laughs> John, who's this John guy? Oh, Rachel's husband. He says, oh, this is the one with a fucked up beard on his face. <laughs> he apparently reckons he can hold his liquor and then some. And so they're all like, we're mm. going to get this guy smashed a la Bill down at the Shaw house. Remember when he smacked his head? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And he brings them a gift or was it just for Frank? It's like adult diapers, Pepto and Tums. Is this because of Frank's? Bowel issues? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Because wasn't he just in hospital for that? Yeah, he was. So that's kind of funny. The joke didn't land really, but it was funny. No, it was an attempt. And so Paulie isn't coming because of quote unquote work, which they all think is bullshit. They all think he's not coming because he doesn't want to hang out with Frank. Yeah. And Frank is not happy about the don't send a woman to do a man's job comment. And honestly, none of us are happy. Yes. And he says that Dolores is never home anymore. She never calls. And he misses her and he misses the relationship he had with her and the kids. Mm -hmm. What I don't understand is Joe Gorga calls Paulie very, very good looking. What are your thoughts? I wouldn't call him very, very good looking. I don't think I'd even chuck in one very. I don't even think I'd chuck in good. I'd just say Paulie is looking. I 100% concur with that assessment. I don't know what Joe Gorga is thinking. (laughs) Do I think that Frank's... More good looking than Paulie? No, I'd probably put them in the same group. Okay. And say that I don't know what Dolores is doing. She's fucking hot. Why is she going for these beefcake Ugmos? That's her type, I guess. Yeah, she likes it. I wouldn't say a bear, but someone definitely on the way to Bearville. David wasn't a beefcake. David was the exact opposite of her taste. And I think that's why she liked it at first. But he gave her nothing, so she went back to her type. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So then Bill turns around and is like, is all his Louis coming? He calls himself the brother-in-law that Louis never had. He asks Joe why he isn't nicer to him. And Joe tells them that his in-laws aren't invited to the wedding and in walks Louis. So you know it's going to be on because Joe says he wants to tell him how fucked up he is, basically. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's definitely activated, in the words of Lindsay Hubbard. Oh, love Summer House. But anyway, they get onto the topic of bachelor party and Joe asks Louis who he's going to invite to the bachelor party and Louis all, why are you asking? And then he says, oh, because Melissa's family, i.e. my family, are invited to the wedding. No one on my side of life is invited. It's fucked up. And I'm like, Joe, it's not your fucking wedding. They're already inviting 200 people. How do you feel about all this? I I agree with what you just said. Like, it's not your fucking wedding, Joe. Yeah. And then you do look at the guest list and you see, like, Chanel Ayan or whatever her name is from Dubai got invited. And you're like, well. Exactly. <laughs> I just feel like when people are planning a wedding, something happens to them and they get this ego thing. It's like a fucking virus that they catch. And they have this thing like they can hold this wedding as a tool of judgment. If you're invited, you're blessed. If you're not invited, you're not blessed. Mm -hmm. And it's like they feel like they're a genie granting wishes. And it's like, bitch, no one actually likes going to weddings. The food's (laughs) shit. You're hot, you're sweaty, you're uncomfortable. You have to talk to people you don't fucking know, people you don't like. And you have to sit there, do what you're told, and then you've got 12 minutes to dance and you've got to get kicked out. How is this fun, people? How? I'm begging you to tell me. How is this fun? I've had fun at weddings. 
But I've also been to weddings that I did not enjoy. I'm sorry. You can spend all that gift money, go and buy some drugs and go to the club. It's way more fun. <laughs> I don't understand why people think weddings are fun. I really, I don't. And no one wants to hear me rant anymore about how much I hate weddings because I'm probably the only person in the world who hates them. So... Where am I up to? Oh, Frank asks Louis if there's a reason that they're not invited and Louis says it's because of past bullshit. Joe brings up the trump card of his parents. Joe Beninos calls it a slap in the face. He's like, we're all Italian. We know how it works. And then Louis brings up the podcast thing and says that Joe said that his nieces couldn't eat if it wasn't for him while Teresa was in jail. Mm. That is not what Joe and Melissa said. But Joe tells him to back off. He's got no idea and he's been here for one fucking minute. Basically, it gets heated. We think they're going to punch on. Louis' clapbacks are pretty good, though. He's like, I've been here for two years and I live with your daughters, so I hear them talking. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's not baseless. No. And he did the talky hands thing, which I loved, like the little hand gesture. Like, yes. talk, talk, talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, clip, clip. Yeah, clip. Oh, I miss a good clip. He was doing the clip. I need to put that on the soundboard. You should. And... Like, Louis also makes the point that Teresa's like a 50-year-old woman. Like, if she doesn't want someone at her wedding, like, who's... I, I Again, Louis divisive, and I see how he's dividing and conquering. But also, like, yeah, who's Louis to say, no, Teresa, you must do this for mm. your wedding? Like, fuck off. I felt like he threw Teresa under the bus. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, he did. <laughs> he was just like, it's not me, it's your sister. I don't know how big this bus is or how little that bus is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he threw her under the bus. But like, yeah, that's yeah, true. Sort it out with your sister, mate. And you are right. You're blaming Louis and you think it's all him or at least that you think he's not helping. But then it, on the other hand, you're like, don't blame Melissa. She's done nothing. So you are right. It's all double standard. It's such hypocrisy. But somehow they come back to Kumbaya and Joe just says he's fucking hurt. And Louis's like, you guys should talk. And Joe's like, I'm afraid of getting hurt again. And Louis's like, please, 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 yada, yada, yada. And then the episode ends. Were you disappointed that they didn't punch on? <laughs> I, I always love a punch on. Uh, <laughs> Do you really? No, because every time we talk about an episode where housewives get violent, we always get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> We're the ones that fucking did it. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's a podcast. I but, know, um, and it's so funny because maybe not our listeners, but we get ragged on for thinking that's funny or whatever, but people enjoy it at the sports. <laughs> this is just our sport. This is our version of, of professional hockey. Give us a break. That's wild. I know. <laughs> so next time Jen and Bill are having problems, Dolores and Frank are having problems, Jackie and Danielle are going to have a fight. Teresa calls Joe and asks him if he wants to make peace so you know that's going to be a fight because it wasn't really her asking because Louis was fucking passing her notes in class of what to say. Jen calls Jen Fessler and wants to talk shit about Marge, which is stupid because that's Marge's bestie. Mm -hmm. And somehow Rachel gets in the mix and her and Jennifer are going to have a fight because they got problems. Everyone's got problems. Everyone's fighting. And if I'm not allowed to enjoy it, fuck off. That's all I'm saying. It's so good that we're having so many different fights for like episode four. I know. You know, next week. Like we're not having like 10 episodes of nothing building up to like a, a bit of a fight. This 100%. is hundred percent. So do we want to just quickly do Potomac Reunion part one? Sure. What were your overall impressions? Well, I think it really, Robin did a disservice to the franchise mm. revealing everything after the reunion. And I think they tried to splice in a bit of that intel into the episode, which I appreciated, but there's only so much you can do when they're not sitting on the couch talking about it. I thought it was hilarious 
that we get the Robin podcast audio at the start and then like a, a close up on like trash on the side of the street. A grad, a grad, 100%. <laughs> so funny. The uh, editors did all the work that they yes. could do for us and I appreciate them and it is not their fault that this episode blew chunks. It did blow chunks. It was boring. Yeah. It, it, well, I it wrote was. notes but none of this, the little – I mean, I don't want to call them scenes because they're sort of directed questioning. The topics. None of it went anywhere. Yes, I feel like Giselle was asking more hard-hitting questions on the couch than Andy was. Oh, Andy went in hard at the beginning. Against Ashley? It was Ashley. It was Robin. He was doing the most. I really enjoyed I enjoyed Andy. I felt like there wasn't a lot to ask mm-hmm. or it was a waste of an episode. If... I keep saying this, if there is not good enough footage to get three episodes, don't do three episodes. Yes. I'm I'm still watching it. So as far as they know. (sighs) Well, we watch everything. They've got ratings. So I don't know if I'm to blame. My thing is like, I know they have a structure for these episodes, how they want it. But we're talking about Chris and he keeps saying, oh, Chris will come out later. Chris will come out later. Bring him out now. He's backstage. Get him out. Yeah, I agree. What about that giant text that Chris had sent. Did you see how there was not a single capital letter in the whole thing? Yeah, it was probably a voice to text. Oh. I thought it was a voice to text that he might have gone in and edited because that was way too long to tippity type. Oh, I was just looking at it and I was like, oh, mate, do a capital letter after a full stop. I know he's got like, you know, probably dexterous hands from being a chef, but that would have given me a fucking cramp if I typed all that out. (laughs) Makes sense. I love a good voice to text. Okay, so we find out in this reunion episode that Ashley gets nothing in the divorce. What an idiot. But what's weird is she said she doesn't get alimony, but then she says that there's a provision for spousal support should she need it. So I'm confused there. And so is Ashley. Yeah, Ashley's confused. Like, does Ashley have a decent lawyer? Because how does she not know the answers to these questions? We thought she was lining up all her ducks in a row while they were together, but no. Yeah, I really screwed the pooch on that one, mate. I honestly thought, (laughs) ew, screwed the pooch? Where the fuck did that come from? Ew. (laughs) I really thought she was a smart cookie, but turns out not so much. Poor bitch. No, that cookie crumbled. That cookie crumbled. Well put. And Mia also is an idiot from what she's saying. She's not making any sense about this company and the board and all that shit she was talking. No one was buying that. No one was buying it. No one wanted to hear it though. I don't think anyone was interested. They didn't want to know. It was giving me Jen Shah explaining what she does as a job before we found out that she was a criminal. You're not wrong. So I'm like, let's put a pin in Mia and see what comes out in the next few years. And why would G's brother want to take the business away from them? I know why, because she's spending $65,000 doing up a fucking rental. Yeah. And she's probably put that on business expenses because you kind of can. Yeah. Because you own businesses that require renovating. So, yeah, she probably put that on the business and they were like, what the fuck are you doing? You're out, bitch. Mm. You're out. Fair enough. I think the only other real juicy bit of the episode, as far as it could be juicy, Mm. was with the Chris and the Giselle in the hotel room and when Robin said a single woman shouldn't be alone with a man in a hotel room. I mean, (laughs) that was hilarious. Wasn't it? Everyone picked up on that. It's all over the social. Here I was thinking that I was like, oh, my God, I wonder if anyone heard that. Everyone fucking heard it. Yeah. I want to say it's hypocrisy, but I don't think Robin sees it. No. 
Do you think she thinks that because of... Well, no, she thinks nothing happened at that hotel room, doesn't she? She has told herself that nothing happened. The way that Robin is spinning this whole one sitch is just giving him license to cheat. Yeah. If you cheat on me, I will turn the other way. And remarry you, yeah. I don't think that that makes it her fault that he does these things, not at all. But and it's, I don't want to say it's giving him permission, but it's opening the door for him to know that if and when he chooses to stray, it will be, there'll be a workaround. Yeah. I hope she's not cleaning that house and cooking his meals. I don't think Robin does housework. I hope not. Not with a dick like that. <laughs> so what do you think of Candace just still being really like anti-Giselle because of the hotel room comment and everything? Oh, I get it. Yeah. I See. How am I on Candace's side? I don't know. <laughs> Do I love Giselle for being a messy bitch? Yes. Does it exactly. make her a bad friend to Candace? Yes. Because I just didn't like the argument being like, why didn't you tell me at this party off season? Why didn't you tell me off season? It's like, no, bitch, it's her job to say shit on camera. <laughs> and I've got to say, but Candace is funny when she's pissed. When she's pissed off. In the moment when she says, this is not an all lives matter moment, you are the culprit, I'm like, that is gold. That is gold. That was hilarious. I literally spat my beverage. (laughs) Candace has not annoyed me this season. I I don't know what's going on in my life. I'm sure there are moments where she's annoyed the fuck out of me, but overall, she hasn't really annoyed me. If they were going to do a segment on the fake fertility journey, I was going to turn the TV off. But they only did it for a few, like, seconds. This whole, like, I've got six embryos and I'm crying, I mean, I just, I can't. So I'm never going to be friends with this woman. I mean, didn't someone say you're going to have six kids? And she was like, well, I've got six embryos. Like, they're not (laughs) fertilised. These kids are never going to materialise. If they're six fertilised embryos, that's one thing. But if they're not fertilised, then it would be a miracle if you got six kids out of it. Right? Is that is that how it works? Why am I asking you? I don't know. I'm yeah, really anyway. looking forward to Mia's bedazzled box next episode. <laughs> and Karen calling Robin boring. Hashtag truth. Oh, the only other thing I liked this episode that just reminded me was when Karen said to Andy, like, yeah, well, Sharice should be here. You invited her to enough oh like, my events God, this year. Oh, that was so funny. Oh, that's right. You put her everywhere you could. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, I did love all that. Right. What did you think of the outfits? And what did you think of Giselle and Jason from Summer House dating? Oh, yeah. I love the Summer House to Potomac pipeline. Me too. It's great. Although Luke does sound like a bit of a dodge. Why? Well, I guess I probably wouldn't want to be in a full long-term relationship with Ashley either, but it seems like he was sort of quiet quit that relationship. Well, I don't think he was up for going from zero to hero and he found himself amongst a real family very quickly and he wasn't ready for that. And he's like, you've got shit to sort out. He's not been through any of this, so he doesn't know what it feels like. So it's better that he exits than stay where he's not ready to be. So if that makes him look like the bad guy then I think he'd rather that than hang around too long before it gets real, real. I'd be interested to hear what he says. Exactly. Like his side of it. But he's like, he's a young kid. I don't think he's that young. Yes, but emotionally he would be a young kid. It's oh, not, yes, of course. <laughs> he's not been in a real-life family setting like that with yeah. baby mamas and all that shit. Like, it's a lot for anyone to, you know, to, to agree to go on the ride for. It is a lot. And grown-ass men can't fucking handle it. He's a baby. Yeah. 
Well, and yeah, the outfits grew on me as the more I watched. The more the ice settles, the better it got. I completely agree with that assessment. Very mm. much so. Except for Giselle's, because I really liked hers when I saw it at first. But I don't know about the silver stripes, but the royal blue on her is freaking gorgeous. It's very similar to, I think, a Miami confessional look, isn't it? Oh, is it? Like Adriana's? Oh, I think it might mm. be the same fucking outfit. All right, should we quickly touch on the Miami? Yeah, that was my attempt at a segue. This episode, <laughs> oh, sozzle. <laughs> this episode gave life. I actually wrote like a full page of notes on this episode and normally I write great. four dot points. Yeah. So I've been talking enough. What do you want to talk about with Miami? We have to talk about Adriana and the foot. Oh, the the foot that she could have lost. Oh, that killed me. And it almost got broken in a thousand pieces. <laughs> The wheelchair. The squeaky wheel. Squeaky. Did she not remind you of Miss Havisham in that hat? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. It was so comical when they're just wheeling her down that dock and she's like, guys, guys, you'd think they'd make way for someone who's disabled. Oh, oh my God. She called herself disabled. She's fucked. I told you, man, the narcissism. I was laughing so hard. I almost had tears. I mean, I could have done a Candace tissue moment. The tears didn't fall down my cheeks, but my eyes welled up from the <laughs> laughing. What happened to the foot? Is it sprained? She bruised it. She bruised it? It's not a sprain. It's a bruise. A sprain isn't a sprain where you bruise the bone. This is, a, this is like bruised ligaments. So, of course, there's going to be some swelling. Give us three days, she'll be fine. And how did it happen? Was it just while they were at the beach? So, okay, so Kiki and Gertie were having a laugh at the – they were all laughing and shit at the beach. And Kiki went to pick Gertie up and, like, full, like, straddle and didn't get vertical again and, like, they fell. On her ankle? She basically couldn't get out of the way fast enough. Her knee probably bent and she probably twisted the ankle a little bit. I bet it fucking hurts. But it wouldn't be, like – I mean, look at me sounding like a fucking GP. I don't think it would be like painkillers. It would be like take some Panadol and try not to walk on your foot for a few days. You'd be right. Yeah, and crutches, not a wheelchair. The strapping, I think, is ridiculous. I don't think she needs to strap it. Um, so t- t- tell me how this relates to Frankie. Uh, because accidents happen. Isn't that the most fucked up thing you've ever heard? I gasped. And she doubles down in the moment and says, I could have lost my foot. But you, you didn't. I'm sorry. Bill Aiden could have had more to say when the guys were carrying him and whacked his head. But did he? No. And he's a motherfucking doctor. But why is she so trying to trigger Alexia? Like, and even earlier when she was like saying, what was it about Maricel's boyfriend? She's like, oh, yeah, I didn't want to tell you that your ex never loved you. Oh, no, no, no. It's not even that she didn't want to tell her. She's trying to say, like, that's almost a justification as to why she could have gone out with this guy. But what? she's such a good friend that she didn't. She's fucked. Yeah, she's a narcissist. This is what She came like. in with all these lines in her head, I think, and she's just not tactic- tactfully employing them. No, no, she's a narcissist. She yeah. thinks that what she's saying is justified and correct. She's an idiot and I can't wait for Alexia to tear her to shreds next week. I can see Alexia just getting really vulnerable and upset. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And not giving her the goods. And I really hope that Marisol steps in and just rages on her for it. I mean, it was the kind of thing that as soon as she said that comment about Frankie, everyone everyone was like, oh, 
I mean, like, her whole issue is that she feels like Alexia and Marisol don't include her in the friendship. I wouldn't either. Yeah, you think? All I want to talk about is Kiki, actually. I love Kiki so much. I did not notice Kiki until you mentioned it at the beginning of the season, how much you love her. I mean, yes, I couldn't keep my eyes off her physically because she's stunning, but in terms of her comedic timing, Mm. her left-of-centre humour, she, on this show, is my spirit animal. She's great. When she says, I want to scream so loud and forcefully that I fart. I, <laughs> I'm sorry. I love a good fart joke. I can't help it. I know. I know, I know it makes me a totes peasant, but I just fucking do. Oh, giving me life. She was great. She is the funniest bitch on this show. <laughs> just everything about her is I'm in love with her in love. <laughs> do you think the Botanica gift shop crystals <laughs> actually have cursed this trip? Because <laughs> A lot of shit's gone down. It was from a gift shop. (laughs) It was probably a $4.50 stone from a gift shop. You know the one that they keep at the counter in the bowl? It's like an impulse purchase and she's like, oh, I might get one of these for the girls. That was it. That's all it was. Just quickly on the Adriana stuff, when Mm -hmm. she is sobbing to that healer, about when she dies and no one finds her for days and why don't they like me? <laughs> wow. She should be on a soap opera. Is she also the one struggling with uh, high cholesterol? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Maybe put down the champagne, bitch. <laughs> I have cholesterol that could give me a stroke. First of all, I don't believe her. Second of all, no. if you do, why are you drinking and eating whatever? Mm-hmm. What What the fuck? Um, yeah, she's crazy. She's crazy. Yeah. What do you think of Larsa getting her butt out and everyone talking about how good her butt is? And I'm like, can we stop pretending that it's real? Yeah. Look, I don't know. Maybe it's a taste thing. I think it's terrible. I do not think that that is a good butt. I think that that is no. like a medical procedure gone wrong. Yeah, stick to feet pics because that butt ain't it. I know. I know it's a it's an in thing. This Brazil that that this why do they call it a Brazilian butt lift? Surely Brazilian butts don't look like that. <laughs> I don't know. But if they did, Adriana wouldn't need to go get one, right? Well, I mean, Lars's butt looks like the shape of the country Brazil. It really does. It's a choice. I mean, I'd honestly, I'd rather watch Kiki trying to pee at the shoreline. Quite frankly. Me too. Um, any thoughts on Lenny and Lisa? I don't think Lenny read that note at all. I think he read it and then deleted it. And he doesn't care. Lenny just wants out. He's wanted out for a long time. You saw that flashy of them <gasps> at dinner and she's I like, know. you still feel it for me. And he's like, oh, yeah, and then gives her a sarcastic glare. I know. <laughs> he wants out. He has been cheating on her for years and he finally found someone that is willing to stay with him and he's grabbing onto it. And he's a pig. Hate him. He's a pig. And I don't mind Lisa just being like, yeah, I showed up for a little bit. I got shit to do back home. I got to go. Yeah. When she's in, she's in and then she's out. She's given me stuff. I'm not ragging on her in her hour of need at all. If it wasn't for her, we wouldn't have as much of a season. So I'm feeling blessed. And any other thoughts? That's all I have on that episode. No, that's it. Okay, so everybody, you can check us out on Instagram or Twitter at effing bravo and you can send us tea and all that crap. And, yeah, thank you so much, Mariana. I hope you have a great day. You too, darling. Love you, everyone. Bye. Bye.